for the Indians. One run on, let's see, one hit. That's all we got. One goddamn hit. You can't say goddamn on the air. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. From the Gateway Lounge in Sioux Falls, it's Nobody's Listening Anyway. Here are your hosts, John Gaskins and Matt Zimmer. In one of the most brilliant decisions of my life, here we are on a day that I'm calling four ball games on the radio. Uh, why not after three of them when I'm already fucking exhausted? <laughs> Had to feel good to, to curse at the state tournament. See, it did, yes. Not on the air said in between just, games. Said it just loud enough. You deserve it. I don't You've think earned I, it. Wait a second. I don't think I'm on the air. Disconnect. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Okay, definitely not on the air anymore. I don't think Norm back at the studio left my mic on. Yeah, you just got fired. On Kata. <laughs> you did. Yeah. Uh, wow. Um, yeah, and... Um, you must have just opened the doors. Everyone started walking in right when we turned it on. No kidding. And we'll do a short version. We're at the state tournament, the girls' double A's at the Pentagon. Uh, th this is what it has come down to for us this week. This is the this is the best that we could do. We're busy guys. To quote the uh, to quote the movie Argo, this is the best bad option we have right here, right now. As I uh, chomp on the only meal I've had today, this uh, piece of pizza that's been sitting under a heating lamp for eight hours, thirteen dollars for that and a Coke Zero. Yeah, I hear there's none hospitality heck, at the state tournament. Heck of a deal. There never is. No, they don't think of us in the media. Well, that didn't used to be the case. <laughs> oh, re really? Yeah. When did they ever? Well, I mean, it's not like it was a you know huge spread, but yeah, yeah. there's always a, well, and not even I mean, just a place to a room to hang up your coat and get right. stats and yes. you know yeah. that no. kind of thing, and no, yeah, at least mean. a soda and a you know bag of chips or something. I anyway, mean, I mean, goodness, thirteen dollars for a piece of pizza and a Coke Zero, I could have gotten you know maybe a half a drink at the Blue Rock if that. Sorry, yeah. I didn't, okay. Uh, so yeah, we we got to do a podcast after the Summit League tournament. We I mean we don't have to. There's not a law, but. Uh, we might as well, and it's, it's going to be a short one. And, uh, wow, I, what's your biggest takeaway? I'll let you take the floor. Uh, you know, that, that the two undefeated teams got it done, you know. Uh, a lot of us wanted Oral Roberts to lose and was hoping the Jacks could be the ones to unseat them, but obviously they didn't even make it that far, which I don't think was a huge surprise. Um, I definitely thought the Jacks – should have been rooting for USD to win that quarterfinal game. I didn't like their chances as as well against North Dakota State, and sure enough, you know they got beaten that game. Um, and Oral Roberts, boy, they—I mean, St. Thomas sort of gave them a game, but for the most part, they roared through that tournament. And then seeing what they did—I mean, they just humiliated the Bison in the championship. And I know they were wiped from—you know—they had a down-to-the-wire game against uh, USD. And then, not a down-to-the-wire game against the Jacks, but that certainly was an emotional, physical, back-and-forth sort of game. They didn't have anything left in the tank, uh, but Oral Roberts just crushed them. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of seed Oral Roberts gets. They were a 15 a couple of years ago when they made the Sweet 16. They look like, I don't know, maybe a 12, something like that. Mm. You know, we'll see. Uh, then the same question with SDSU's women. I mean, they were even less tested. Won every game by at least 20, won the championship by 42. Um, yeah. They've won nine consecutive games by at least 20-some points. Their average margin of victory during their 21-game winning streak, I think, is 32. Ooh. And then, and yet people are still saying they're going to be a, a 12 seed, an 11 seed. After USD made the Sweet 16 as a 10 last year. After the Jacks were a 6 in 2019. Why is that? I don't know. I really don't. That was I wrote about that in my column this morning. Like Just a couple years ago, the Jacks got beat in the conference tournament, got an at-large bid, and they were a 9. 
What, huh. what, is, what has changed so much? Is it just because the Summit League women's is, is so shitty this year? I mean, I guess that's part of it. Sure looked it, like it. It, it, <laughs> it definitely sure did. Like it, it definitely did. Day. But, I mean, you know, the Jacks' resume, I know, you know, five losses and, uh, you know, their, their net, their RPI, all that suffers because of how bad the Summit League is. But, geez, you know, they, they beat Louisville, who was ranked 10th at the time. They're not ranked anymore, but they're still – they've kind of come back a little bit here at the end. They lost to UCLA, who's ranked in the top 20. They lost to South Carolina here, the number one team in the country. They didn't embarrass themselves in that game. They didn't really threaten to win it, but, you know, they played them competitively. Uh, and, and they had those two, quote-unquote, ugly losses out west when they lost to Washington State and Montana State. But Montana State ended up winning 20 games, and Washington State ended up winning the Pac-12. So wow. yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it just is a little, it's a little surprising. Not a lot surprising to me. A little surprising to me. But you know, if they get a ten, if they get an eleven, I really like their chances of winning their first round game. And and also, if you're in that ten, eleven area, even a twelve, if you do win your first round game, you have a good chance to win your second round game. Whereas if you're an eight or a nine, you know, then you're playing a number one seed in the second round. You're playing Iowa. You're playing South Carolina, mm -hmm. UConn, and and that's no good. So you almost are like. Either give him a six or a seven, or give him an eleven. You know. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. Well, that was the most boring Summit League tournament. Uh, uh, you know, and I, you know, I kind of later once I got there on Saturday night, I went to the SDSU uh, game, which turned out to be a game again on against, a Saturday night, yeah. uh, and that was against Omaha, an eight-win team that should have been exhausted from the night before because they had to play. And uh, but you know once I got there like of course this is awesome this is fun I can't believe I talked about on a podcast oh is the thrill gone but it was not a thrilling tournament it was um, it, that's just the way that's just the way that uh, there were some fell there were some pretty year. good moments there were some pretty good games they just didn't all necessarily involve the local teams yeah and you need that and for I, it to be a, a sort of and I guess that's kind of know, what I meant right I mean we had the buzzer beater on Friday and, and some other really good games there were upsets on the women's side but how much of an upset is anything that doesn't involve SDSU. You know, even the 10 seed beating the 2 seed didn't even feel like that much of an upset just because after SDSU, it's just a bunch of average teams. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, USD's game against NDSU, that was a great game. Uh, I enjoyed that one. Um, was it really? Yeah. Because I, you know, I, I, so I wasn't there. I'm sure the atmosphere was great. I was working late that night at another job and uh, listened on the radio. It's uh, uh, funny that you mentioned it. As I get in the car, it's a 20-point game with like seven minutes left. I'm like, oh, I guess I don't have. I was planning on going over there. I'm gonna go watch and catch the end of this. Oh, I guess I don't have to. And uh, I start driving away, and Miriam's calling the game on the radio, and I'm listening. And uh, yeah, no, what you, I, was, I said USD NDSU game. Oh, that was the a great previous game. game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that, like, what are you I, talking about? Yeah, yeah okay, okay yeah, never yeah. mind. Okay. No, the one where uh, USD kind of was in control oh, yeah. most of the way, yes. and then the controversy was, was it a foul? You know, on the yes. last play of the game, okay. real time, it really looked like a foul. Watching the replay, it's kind of like, okay, they, they bumped. You know, there was contact. But, boy, you know, I think the more you look at that play, the more you think they probably got it right by not calling the foul. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if USD's – Eric Peterson was kind of careful not to really say much about it. We asked him. I asked him. And he said, I'm not going to comment. Uh, his, his comment was to say, I'm not going to comment on it other than to say Damani's the kind of player who never complains – and he said it was a foul, so take that for what it's worth. Interesting. Okay, fair enough. But I just, you know, Peterson had been hot when the game yeah. ended. I oh, mean, yeah. He chased the referees they, off the they, court. So I was watching. But then we get to the press conference, and he was very chill. That could just be he's a classy guy, doesn't yeah. want to take it away from the other team. You know, we got beat, whatever. 
Because he did make pains to say, too, like, good call or bad call, that's not what lost us the game. But I do wonder if after looking at the replays, everyone kind of went, oh, maybe that wasn't as bad as we thought. Yeah, it looked tough on that one. I didn't think you could make a case either way. What, what I go back to is... Plus, USD had a terrible turnover right before it, that. You just took the words out Sorry. of my mouth. They, Not to interrupt. That's okay. But, like, it was they, it was 25 seconds left. Uh, or th and all they they got to stop. They got to stop. Up, they need it. They're up yeah. by one. They're up by one. You just get yourself fouled and... Get to the line and mm -hmm. stay in control of that game, and they gave it right back, and mm -hmm. they gave the NDSU a chance, and NDSU took it. I mean, I was impressed by the way USD played uh, on that stage in that game, and it, it, it could show something for the next year, although how many of those guys are even coming back? Is that uh, There's all sorts of rumors out there um, because, you know, first-year coach, they all entered the portal last year. Peterson got him to come back. Um, I mean, I, I really don't know, you yeah. know, and I'm not nearly as close to that program as I am to SDSU. There's a lot of speculation that A.J. Plitz-White is going to retire, that the injuries have just taken such a toll on him wow. that he's not going to finish his career. We'll see. I mean, that's obviously not a decision you make right after the season ends. Who knows? Maybe he'll feel better after another offseason and decide he's still got more basketball in him. Um, but I don't know. There's, you know, they, they've got a couple seniors that are moving on too, so... You know, that's going to be a different team. And, and, and that's the reality now of the Summit League is, at least on the men's side, we never know who's going to be back in a given year. Yeah. Uh, after the Jacks game ended, I had all these Jacks fans like, where's Zeke Mayo going? Where's Zeke Mayo going? I mean, are we just assuming that Zeke Mayo is leaving? I mean, I guess he might. He's, he's a great player at a great year. Yeah, other schools are going to be interested in him. But I was surprised by how many Jacks fans are already talking about it like it's a foregone conclusion. I mean, he didn't play very well in the Summit League tournament. Maybe that works to their favor. And, he wants to give another shot or, or other teams aren't as interested, but it's our fault. We fueled that right after the NDSU win at Frost yeah, Arena. Yeah, it yeah. was it was over at that point. It's our fault again. Yeah. Um, okay, Archimbo is a senior, so he's gone. Going back to USD's roster. Uh, and Paul Bruns. I mean, he's he'll a be back. He's a, he's he a just got there kid. and his he'll brother's coming, coming in and joining him. Other than that, I mean, they've Kamataros got some guys. talked about coming back. Okay, okay, yeah, um, he's an underclassman. All right. Cruz Parrot Hunt. I believe has another year left. I mean, I don't mean to be mean. But again, there's 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 just been rumors that, you know, whether it's a, a portal thing, an NIL thing, plus some of those international guys, you know, can go pro and go, you know, start their career doing that. I'm not I'm not trying to start any anything yeah. like that. I just there have been a lot of rumors since midway through the season that USD's roster might look a lot different. And that would make sense. Even those are good players we just talked about. It's not like you'd want to yeah. get rid of those oh, guys. Yeah. But Eric Peterson's also you know, going to be a second-year coach. He wants to bring in his own guys. You know, maybe those guys don't necessarily fit what he's trying to do. I'm not saying they do or don't. I don't know enough about what he's trying to do there. But long way of saying it's anybody's guess what yeah. the Coyotes roster is going to look like next year. Yeah, it was uh, it was a weird it was a weird bad year for them. It would have been really cool to see them win that game against North Dakota State. It really would have. I think uh, that's all they kind of needed to do to kind of say that was a good year. Yeah. Win a game in the tournament, and yeah. they didn't get it done. Yeah. Uh, so, me, yeah, so I go back to that uh, Monday night game, SDSU and NDSU, and I, I, I'd love to dig into why that was a 20-point game in the first place that the Jacks had to race back to win. But it's just a fun story that I'm sure we've all gone through at some point in our lives. I'm driving from downtown toward the arena. Oh, a 20-point game. I guess I'll start driving away. And so I just say, no, I'm not going to go to the arena. I keep going down West 12th, headed toward I-29 to head home. To Lennox, oh, bucket, oh, bucket, oh, stop. And it's like 12, it's 11, like, oh, oh maybe. Oh, so you're talking about when you and your NDSU had their SD big first half lead, it, early in the this game. This was late in the game. It was a 20-point oh, okay, okay, game okay. with seven minutes left, yeah. 
And I'm thinking, okay, I'll go catch the end of this. And then I, I didn't know the score. No, I, by the time the I Jacks get, got back in, in, it was way too late. I get yeah. in the car. I find yeah. out it's a 20-point game. But then they get it. They get a few. They get. They go on like a run. They I get think it. they got to 10, but it was yeah. It was not and too, I, too little, too late. And actually, they got it just close enough to 10. And then I thought, oh boy, I'm, I'm borrowing a generic station pass without my name on it from Dakota News Now. And uh, this was Monday night, and you know. I hope my boss isn't listening to this, but one of my bosses is like, return those so anybody else from the station who wants to use those the next day uh -huh. can use them. And, uh, and I said, okay, and I had forgotten to return those. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, I don't want to be a dick. And so I, so I drove, uh, I just said dick at the state tournament. Uh, and <laughs> I, drove, I drove back to, uh, so I started driving back there just for that. And okay, fine, I might catch the press conference or something. I really want to go home. And so I get, like, there's four minutes left. Then there's three, and I'm headed down Madison to the Birdcage parking lot, and I swear, the second I get there, I'm like, oh, people are starting to walk out. Oh, boy. And then the second I enter the parking lot, I felt like I was in, like, some movie where I'm trying to get away with a murder, and then at every turn, every side of me, there's somebody with a gun right to me. Boop, <laughs> turn around, boop, there's another gun. There's just cars coming at uh -huh, me, left and uh -huh. trying to exit while I'm swimming upstream. And I'm like, no, nope, well, I had I'm to park not. at the Legion for that game, so I can ima My imagine. My God, what yeah, you I'm had. like, yeah. it was crazy. And of course, people are trying to beat everybody else out of there, so they're driving like Which maniacs in the parking the, lot. The attendance was only 7,700 for that game. Yeah, um, uh, I guess I was just that late getting there. But. Yeah. So, uh, so, I, so anyway, I, I cowered right back and drove away. I'm like, I'm not dealing with this. Yeah. Uh, but what, what the hell happened to the Jackrabbits uh, in that game? The Jacks came out flat, or you know, spooked, or whatever you want to say. NDSU went on a 17-0 run, took control, and it was early, but we're kind of looking at each other on press row going, this is perilously close to being over right now. Yeah. Like, if you fall behind by too much, I don't care how early it is. You're not coming back from being down 30 or whatever. And I think it got to 16 or 15. I don't know, it was a 17-0 run, and just when it was like, the Jacks better do something right now or this game is over, they did something, and they caught fire, and then it completely changed. Not just the Jags suddenly playing better, but their their uh, body language, just their whole spirit, uh, the way they get the crowd. We've talked so much on this podcast about why can't the men harness the crowd the way the women do? You yep. know? Why does it seem like they pinch their butt cheeks when the crowd gets excited rather than saying, yeah, let's go, let's play to this. But finally they did it. A lot of it was Alex Arians, a senior who has had a, a weird year for a lot of reasons. He seemed to kind of do what other Jackrabbits just haven't been able to do and say, let's fucking go, you know, and get the team behind them. And the crowd started getting into it. You just, just started fucking the state tournament. I know it. They, they, they started getting stops. They started getting big rebounds. <clears throat> Matt Mims really got into it too. And, you know, just Matt Mims is that kind of player. You know, he makes hustle plays. He makes big threes. He's a littler guy. When he starts doing stuff, yeah. the crowd really responds to Mimsy. it. And it was exactly. And it was just like, hey, this is happening. Not only are they going to win this game, but they look like they're here to, yeah. to do some shit. Right. And it lasted six or seven minutes, and it was over. Yeah. And they couldn't get it to halftime. They couldn't maintain that run all the way to the half. I think if they had, I think they would have won. But North Dakota State, to their credit, and I think very, much, I think Dave Richmond, I always about what a good coach he is, I think he very much recognized, like, a lot of coaches in that situation would be like, hey, we're, we're sort of on the road, you know, the, the home crowd. Yeah. Let's just get to halftime, you know? Let's just get to halftime, weather the storm, then we can, you know, kind of re regroup and go at it in the second half. That's not what they did. They said, let's stop this now and get our own run going, and let's we take the momentum into halftime. Make the Jacks feel like they just want it. 
and that's exactly what they did. They answered that run with another run of their own. Just when the Jacks went up by two, next thing you know, they're back down by eight. And certainly didn't feel like the game was over there because the Jacks were only down six at halftime. But it very much felt like that was your chance, and but, you blew it. But what was wrong with them? Why did they play so poorly? I mean, Grant Nelson dominated. That's yeah. part of it. You know, yeah. he's a potential NBA dude. Mm -hmm. He's very good. Um, they did a really nice job on Zeke Mayo, and Zeke didn't have a great game uh, the whole tournament. I think he went three for 16 and four for 16. Mm. And, you know, some of it was other teams really locking down on him on defense. I thought Zeke tried too hard. I think he tried to do too much. I'm not at all throwing him under the bus and saying it's his fault or anything like that. But, you know, when you're the alpha and other teams are trying to take you out, sometimes it's hard to know, like, do I keep going back to the well? Do I keep trying to make this happen? Or yeah. at what point do I, you right. know, have to say, okay, I got I to gotta hand off to somebody else. And he could just never really get it going. And then against North Dakota State, Matt Dentlinger got in foul trouble. And William Kyle, their backup center, I don't know how else to say it. He's not ready to play in that environment. I mean, he just... To, to say he had the deer in the headlights look would, would kind of be kind. I mean, he just he couldn't he couldn't help him, and uh, that was a liability for him. And just the next thing you know, you get to the end of that game, and it's Mimsy and Alex Arians trying to do everything, and they couldn't do it by himself. Mm. All right. So, what now? Do they do they have any CBI or CIT no. chances? Nope. No. Well, for okay. one thing, those tournaments. I asked my do those even do those even exist now after yeah, you know, I, post pandemic. I, and I'm told that they do still exist. But you basically <laughs> have to pay a ton of money to, to play. Really? It. Yeah. Oh. And SDSU has no interest in that. No. Uh, USD did it a couple years ago, played terrible, and I'm told that they kind of decided later that was a mistake. Let's never do that again. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So the NIT, by all means, that's still something you want to go to if you get into it. But the Jacks, you know, they don't have that automatic bid as the regular season champ. And if you're a mid-major team, you're going to have to have a lot better record than 19 and 13 yeah, to get no, an NIT bid. It's not happening. It's only a 32-team tournament. People forget that. The yeah. women's NIT right. is 64. The men's is 32. Huh. They don't have the resume. No, they don't. And so that's it. So how do you look back on the Jacks' season? I think it was a successful season. Um, you know, you don't lose Baylor Shireman. Obviously, it's a whole different thing. But then even losing Luke Apple, you know, that's a lot to take away. And it became apparent uh, before the season even started that as excited as the Jacks were to get Matthew Moores in there, he was not going to step in and you know replace Baylor Shireman, replace Doug Wilson. He's still a young player who needed some time. So this was not the same team that they thought they were going to have when last year ended. Got off to a terrible start, and I think give them a lot of credit for how they you know rallied the troops or got it going or whatever, and ended up winning 19 games. You know they they ship you know they beat the Bison. They have another 20 win season. Um, I think that program's at a point where a lot of fans are kind of like, hey. NCAA, anything less than NCAA tournament's a failure, and I understand that. I think in this conference, that's a relatively fair yeah. outlook. But when you ha have the circumstances they did, you can't account for Baylor Shireman transferring to Creighton, yeah. and then Oral Roberts just being loaded. I mean, they got second place, well, and they were this it, as good as Oral Roberts was this year. Second place is, was probably the ceiling, yeah. and that's what they got. And we got to learn by now. North Dakota State's always pretty good. You're just, you know, it's going. I mean, it's going to be a yeah. tug of war between those two schools. Yeah. Uh, whether it's for first and second, second and third, whatever, it's just going to be that way. And you know, I kind of feel like we buried the lead because I think the lead, uh, the, the the biggest thing that happened at that Summit League tournament besides the cakewalk for the Jackrabbit women was, uh, which you know, was so phenomenally lopsided and, and definitive that we almost we almost yawn yes. even though it's remarkable 
how much better they were than everybody else. The championship game was a very strange oh. atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot, there was a big crowd there because Jacks fans knew, first they already had their tickets, but also like, hey, we're going to go watch our team go to the NCAA yeah. tournament. We're going to watch the, the celebration, the confetti and all that. But the game itself, people were just bored out of their minds. Oh, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. and, uh, understandably so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, Paul Mills was kind of the center of attention the whole time. And um, look, we all know what he said, and everybody's had their reaction, but we haven't talked about it on this podcast. Uh, I, uh, for what, I'll, what I'll say about this, and then I'll let you roll it from there. He made an interesting point in, all, in talking and crying about how this tournament could be or should be at the number one seed, or we should all have campus games and blah, blah, blah. Um, he made an interesting point. I've always thought, you know, every conference tournament in the country has one or two teams in that city that are the hometown teams. You just, it's hard to find a truly neutral setting anywhere. Where people will go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I, but I always think of the big tournaments, like the Big 12, it's in Kansas City half the time. Well, yeah, the Jayhawks and Missouri and right. K-State, they're all going to have home court advantage. Well, also, Mainly that's the just a level of basketball where people are going to go. Like, if you had the Big Ten tournament in Sioux yeah. Falls, yes, Sioux Falls yeah. fans would go watch right. the Gophers in Michigan and Iowa and everything like that. But when you're a low-level tournament, yeah. you got to go where there's an audience. Yeah. And there's, but we all I, know. But I'm saying he's lamenting the fact that he's the number one seed and far and away this year the number one seed and he has to go into road games. Okay, fine. Or, a, you know, a road game potentially. He never had to play that road game by the fucking way. Right. He never had to play that road game. Right. Uh, but um, at any rate, uh, and then he said, well, one bid league. And I think, and I didn't go back. I wanted to look it up. How many one bid leagues do neutral sites like this and how many of them uh, actually are because some of those are you watch those conference championship games early in the week on the ESPN Ocho and it's in somebody's 2000 seat high school yeah they gym. look like high school gyms yeah and uh, but I don't know it's at the at the end of the day don't we wouldn't you rather have basically what Dave Richmond says this is yes I mean he had like part of the reason people were pissed off at what Paul said was he took a good point and then embellished it with bullshit like if he just said hey it's kind of not that awesome that we're 21 and 0 or 18 and 0 and we have to go play a road game that's a valid point yes like if he had just stopped there okay yeah it's not ideal you're still not going to get your way this this is what you you're going to have to deal with but that's a valid point nobody's saying that like yeah he doesn't have a point there they they seem to have earned better than that especially in a league where you have no there's there's not going to be any at large there you know, your whole season comes down to having to win potentially that yeah. road game. I get that. Yeah, um, I mean, imagine but, being a fan of the other team. You got some people, I think some people failed to do that in that situation from all the But the, the things where he said, like, whoa, if we had the games at all the home sites, I guarantee you Denver would be sold out. Motherfucker, Denver, there'd be no, 85 no. people nope. at that game. Nope. As Zach Borg very eloquently pointed out yesterday, the last time Tulsa hosted the tournament, Oral Roberts was in it, and they got 4,000. Sioux Falls had 5,000, and neither of the South Dakota teams were in it. If they had been, there would have been at least 8,000. Uh, and then, you know, he complained about the weather and, you know, all the... You know, yeah, that was, was that, just, that became a thing. There was just a lot of bullshit. If he had just stayed on task, he had a good point. Um, and, and, you know, it's fine. He's not the first coach who's done this, obviously. We've talked about it. And, you know, Greg Campy and Becky Francis and, and lots of other coaches, Chris yeah. Ball, complained about it. Um, but the ones who seem to, you know, have success are the ones who embrace it. And Dave Richmond was asked very pointedly. Everyone saw what I tweeted, yeah. the, Richmond's quote. We all knew we were trying to get Dave, hey Dave, 
would you say something that would make Paul Mills look stupid? And Dave was like, yes, I would be happy to. And he did. And I'm not saying Dave did it to, to make Paul look stupid. He didn't. Yeah. Although I'm pretty sure Dave hates Paul. Um, he yeah. did it because he's like, hey, I get it. And the bet, like, I would rather play in front of 10,000 people than no nobody, even if they're against us. Hello, thank you. Like, yeah. is that not obvious to right. everyone? Yes. You know, and then just saying, it is what it is. And also, hi, guess what? This is college basketball. This is fun. You think my team just didn't have fun, yeah. even though those 8,000 fans were rooting for our opponent? No kidding. That was awesome. Yep. And it's no coincidence that Dave Richmond has won more games in that building than Eric Henderson and T.J. Otzenberger combined. Wow, yeah. what a stat. Yeah, yeah they, five titles, and I think they've lost a couple title games as well, so they've made it to the finals probably more than they haven't. Yeah. Um, so, and yeah, I, I, he, he seems to, yeah, Dave Richmond kind of grows on you every year. It just, uh, that was, that was, uh, that was a mic drop, All right, which we're, we're gonna have to do pretty soon here. We'll see what happens with Earl Roberts. By the way, what was the atmosphere like? We're, you said there was 5,000, so how many Jacks fans were there? Was the arena generally cheering for beyond the Bison fans cheering for North Dakota State because of the Oh, I didn't even go back for, for the last game. What's that? I didn't go back for the last game. Oh, you didn't? No. Okay. I was wiped. Jacks didn't make it. <laughs> Plus, I work for the Forum now. Me too. Colpack and McFeely had it covered. Okay. I went home and watched it on TV. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. It was boring. By the way, that was another boring game. That was just a blowout from the start. Yeah. Like so. I said, North Dakota State was wiped. And Oral Roberts, All right. we can talk shit about them as much as we want. They're awesome. That's a yeah, really Yeah, are you going to root for them in the uh, – uh, Sure. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, you like their players. They're an entertaining team. Yeah. Paul Mills is a really unlikable guy. But well, and if they win a couple more games, maybe he'll go be the coach at Texas Tech or yeah. something like that. Yeah, you know, supposedly so. he's his candidate. So yeah. we'll see what they get seeded. We'll see what happens to Paul Mills and uh, where the Jacks go, and we'll talk about it at the Gateway on Tuesday. Sounds good. That's it. Bye, MFers from the state <laughs> tournament. <laughs>Why are you laughing? That was a terrible outro. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you guys need a round of drinks? Uh, yes. Yeah.